0: Each week, host Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, will discuss the challenges common to middle age and help guide you to a brighter tomorrow. Now, here's Roy.
1: Well, hello and welcome to this week's edition of Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, the program designed to help you overcome the challenges of midlife and to eliminate any doubts that your best years are yet to come. And today, we're going to talk about a subject most of us probably would rather avoid, and our topic is strokes, lessening your chances of suffering a massive stroke and improving your chances of surviving, recovering, and rehabilitating should one occur. And here's a scary fact, about 800,000 Americans will suffer a stroke this year, and many of those who survive will be left with severe deficits, often lifelong, uh, in walking, talking, and other skills. Um, like using a previously dominant hand. And worst of all, many survivors will never be able to work again, and some will need to remain under someone else's care, perhaps for the rest of their lives. In fact, stroke is a leading cause of long-term disability in the U.S. and in many other parts of the world. And okay, you say, I know strokes are terrible, but aren't uh, they a threat mostly to folks much older than I? Well, here's another scary fact. Almost a quarter of those who suffer from strokes are under the age of 65, and between 10 and 15 percent of stroke victims are age 45 or younger. Worse yet, several studies indicate that strokes among folks 49 and under may be on the rise. And my guest, Ted Baxter, was at the top of his game as a successful globetrotting business person with a top shelf resume and a schedule that never seemed to slow down. At age 41, with no advanced warnings, uh, Ted suffered a massive uh, ischemic stroke, and doctors feared he wouldn't survive or would remain in a vegetative state for the rest of his life. But due to his own persistence and uh, failure to give up, he regained his ability to speak and write and uh, even uh, recovered memory that he had lost and he now use his uh, temporarily couldn't use his right arm and right leg, and remarkably, he's uh, learned, including years of physical and speech therapy, and exhausting uh, exercises. He's made an astounding recovery, and as a tremendous bonus, he's transformed from his former unbalanced life uh, of ambition, career, and financial triumph to a balanced, joyful, and purposeful life with a far deeper meaning. And uh, Ted is here to talk with us about that today and also to offer tips to actual and potential stroke victims or to anyone caring for or helping rehabilitate a stroke victim. And here's Ted Baxter's remarkable biography, an outstanding 22-year career as an auditor management consultant and hedge fund managing director, founded a financial services uh, consulting practice in Tokyo, Japan for Price Waterhouse, and became a partner in record time, served as Asia-Pacific Head of Financial Control for Credit Suisse First Boston, and he ended his financial career as a globe-trotting managing director at Citadel LLC, a premier global hedge fund, and uh, then had that massive stroke in 2005, and he's now an advocate, speaker, author, and volunteer on Strokes, Aphasia, and Inspiration. He's author of the inspirational 2018 book, Relentless, How a Massive Stroke Changed My Life for the Better. Hello, Ted. We're deeply honored to have you with us here today. Thank you very much, Roy, for having me on your show. It's great. Well, to get started, some of our listeners may be unfamiliar with some terms. Your book reveals in April 2005 you experienced a massive ischemic Stroke. Can you please yep. explain what that term ischemic means? What goes on in a person's brain
2: when an ischemic stroke occurs? Uh ischemic stroke that means that you have a you that you can't you you have a blood clot oh. uh in in your body and you can't get you can't have uh blood uh that reach reach your brain. So that's what it that's what it's called a uh, ischemic stroke. And I assume um, that's not
1: very healthy for the brain not to have that blood flow in. What What are some of the uh, impacts on the brain when that happens?
2: Well, uh, what, what it gives me, uh, I had uh, it was I had a paraly- paralysis of right side of my body, so mm-hmm. my right side couldn't move. The um, uh, weakness of, on my uh, entire body. Um, uh, problems with balance and coordination uh pain that go uh, w- that wouldn't go away in my head um I couldn't see on my right side um uh, my right arm was was immovable um so it's, it's 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 just as if I took a uh a knife and cut it in in my in my body on the right side that that wasn't there Wow! I mean, it was it was it was bad.
1: Conventional wisdom tells us a common factor contributing to strokes is sedentary lifestyle and lack of exercise. But when you suffered your stroke, you were in excellent physical shape, exercising almost daily. Now I know you were watching The Apprentice. Hopefully, it wasn't Donald Trump that brought on your stroke. <laughs> <laughs> what the <what> physicians <laughs> most likely conclude that it did cause your stroke. It,
2: it's quite an interesting story. <laughs> yes um well first first uh, I, I didn't have nothing in my family signified that i could i could get a stroke like i had. I had no warning signs i never had any mild strokes such as uh, t i a either yeah. uh, my my health was great I actually exercised almost every every day i had low cholesterol didn't smoke uh I only drank modestly. I was uh the, the one doctor told me he said that uh, I was uh, healthy as a horse. Hmm. Uh I took took care good good care of myself. So my situation was due to was due 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 to things like stress and pressure that related to my job and you you couldn't predict that.
1: Yeah. But then you also had taken a whole lot of plane rides <laughs> a few days before and didn't that have something to do with the the blood clot that developed in your leg? that's yeah that that's
2: what uh, half of the half the doctor said that um uh, yeah there's probably because you were on on the flight um the last time i took took the the plane it was from uh getting in, getting on at uh London and coming back on uh Chicago. And then what the half of the doc, doctor said is that well you you were on there and you were hanging out there up there um, for eight hours or eight nine hours, and that's this is what'll happen to you, Ted. Oh, wow. But and the other the other half said that you know I wouldn't worry about that because if if you're gonna have a if if you're gonna have a stroke. It would have happened if it didn't. If it didn't happen that day, uh, April twenty-first, two thousand five, it would have happened, you know, August first. Yeah, I'm sure that's probably
1: true. But uh, one more definition. One of the major manifestations of your stroke, a disorder that may linger on for years, even a lifetime, is aphasia. I hope I pronounced that right. And what yeah. is aphasia? And uh, I've heard. You know, I I've, um, even though uh, it affects over one million Americans, I'd never even heard that term until I read your book. But what is aphasia?
2: Yeah, yeah the, uh, aphasia. It's an uh, impediment of language, affecting oh. the, pro- the production or comprehension, speech and the ability to read or write. Um, there are approximately 2.4 million people in the United States right now oh. that have aphasia so it's a it's a very um, a silent silent killer uh, because uh, it, can, it can be incredibly isolating and affects not just the person with aphasia but their entire circle yeah. so, you know its a spouse caregivers friends family you know it's 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 a it's a big deal. Um, there are a lot of flavors of aphasia, uh, global aphasia, conduction, anomia, et cetera. Uh, when I first became a person uh, di- diagnosed with aphasia, mine was really bad. I, I couldn't write, couldn't read, nor I couldn't speak with real words uh, or phrases. I had little fluency. So I can't I had think of to, anything
1: more frustrating when you can't express what you want to do or you can't understand what you're reading or anything. But
2: that's really, right. I, you're, you're you're absolutely right. So for the for, for the first year after after my stroke, I could only say about 1,000, 1,500 words. So it's just a, it's a comparison. To give you a, uh, comparison purposes, uh, by age four, you have 4,000 or 5,000 words. Oh, wow. So I have 1,000. Yeah. So um, so I guess so guess what I had a practice. <laughs> uh, well,
1: that's horrible. Uh, over the past several years you have dedicated yourself to helping others understand the causes, survive strokes and rehabilitate. Uh, if we may, I'd like to discuss some of the keys to stroke avoidance, survival and recovery. Let's begin with stroke avoidance, controlling the most common risks that contribute to a stroke. Can you please identify for us what some of those risks are?
2: Sure. Um, uh, well, I use a se- I seven keys to, c- to recovering from a stroke. So, mm-hmm. so, for example, uh, the first one I, I would say that you, what you want to do is control the risks. Yeah. um and by doing that you need to you, you need to 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 see what your blood pressure is is like uh di- diabetes if you have it or not uh, heart disease uh on, you know cholesterol levels that kind of stuff so uh by assessing the fa- the risk factors and then then you can make the changes you need to in order to reduce the risk and improve your your health so that's the number one The second one I I, I said to to the uh, to the American uh, Stroke Association is uh, they came up with this. uh, It's called BFAST. So yeah, that's an acronym.
1: Can you run through what each of those letters stand for? Yeah, sure.
2: So so what 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 what, uh, everyone we should learn these essential stroke signs. B B's, B means balance. Is, is the person suddenly having trouble with balance or coordination? Yeah. Um, e, e, eyesight. Eyesight is a person experiencing suddenly blurred or double vision on uh, uh, loss of vision in one or your both eyes. Um, F, fast face drooping. Ask the person to smile. Um, uh, a, arm weakness. Is, has the person to... To raise both arms, does one? Does he one side draft uh, downward, mm. or you know that kind of stuff? Yeah. Um, S speech difficulty, um, and then T, and this is most important is time. It means call nine one one immediately. Medical. Yeah, that, I've heard so
1: many uh, people talk about how many how much difference it makes in terms of your recovery and rehab how quickly you get treatment for for whatever is uh, bringing on that stroke
2: yeah that's right that's right i mean even even if you if you don't think like, like you know if you If you're thinking like, well, I shouldn't go, I should go to uh, nine one one, or I did, but uh, but maybe it was a a false alarm. It doesn't it doesn't matter. I'll go Um, see a
1: doctor next week and ask him about why I was slurring my words. In other words,
2: yeah, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) exactly, exactly. So that's that's number number two uh, as 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 my. he says uh, seven, seven uh, risks. So number three was uh, learn, learn all you can bef- beforehand. So don't yeah. don't wait until you you have already suffered uh, from a stroke to ask questions. No. Educate yourself yourself. Yeah,
1: that's for sure. That's something most so, people uh, fail to do.
2: Yeah, so, you know, the other thing is our uh, keep learning, asking questions after a stroke. Uh, hopefully it will, we will not go this, but uh, if you do have a stroke, just keep learning or ask your your loved ones to to ask questions for, Which for, for you. Which must have been
1: particularly frustrating for you when you had trouble verbalizing and uh, all those other after effects you had, it, but you struggled that's, that's through right. and... and I don't know how you ever kept a positive attitude through all that either.
2: Yeah, well, that's that's why I had a I had a fantastic um, caregiver, or uh, I, I I had a I had a fantastic wife at the point. I mean, yeah. she. If I didn't have her, she I would not be here to tell you about the story. Yeah. I mean, there's no way. I mean, it, we, uh, it, yeah, I had I had a bond, a bond. I had a bond with with her, and she knew what I wanted something w- without even having to, to say it. Yeah, so, it's so
1: essential in recovering that we depend on others. You know, we're, we tend to be independent, especially a successful person like you, to uh, make all our own decisions. And suddenly, we are taught we have to be dependent on someone else because we can't do right. it all ourselves.
2: That's right. Yeah, I mean, she was she she was the 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 um, the, the, the person of the of the household. That she had, yeah. to, had to deal with it. Yeah. So um, so I did that, and then I said, the, the number number five was stay stay mentally and physically healthy. Um, just keep keep engage your brain. If, you, if you're there, and you, if you, let's say you had a stroke, or and you're sitting there in the hospital, nothing nothing to do, but just get, get a magazine. And because you, yeah. you know, I couldn't I couldn't read read uh, text at the point, so what hmm. I, I get I I went through is um, the visual visual magazines. Oh. That's that was my first stop. So until until it just came back to me, then I, I you know I could I could only I can I can only read like uh, maybe one page that week uh, yeah. next week, or two two pages that kind of stuff. But um, you
1: you look for progress. It, it, real minor but uh it's something you're progressing and, and you don't get frustrated because you can only read one page you just keep
2: trying until you can read read two i mean <laughs> yeah you're absolutely right and no it's it's to, it's to go with with uh, the small things and just see if you can just you know you can m- move move forward yeah. and and that uh, you'll do it so um yeah, and then the last the last, um, the, the the last, uh, um the, my keys to recovering is stay positive and never give up. I mean, you, you said this before, but ma- maintain a positive mindset and have the faith that you will be able to recover. Well, and I it like doesn't the
1: fact m- that uh, as a final part of your recovery, you tell us that it's vital to act as messengers and to speak up and spread awareness about strokes to help others, and and it's so so crucial and wonderful that part of your own recovery is is thinking of other people rather than just concentrating on yourself. I think that's great. That,
2: yeah, that's right, that's right. Well, that, that that's a whole whole chapter I, I had on on this was was my I, I learned how to become to kid be, to give back to the society. Yeah. And, and you know, to do to doing that, I'm, I'm an advocate for uh, uh, strokes, uh, stroke stroke uh, survivors and uh, people with aphasia. Um, you know, now now um, speak, I'm speak now I'm speaking uh, a lot with uh, hospitals and universities around here. You know, just to tell them what what, what my my experience was. Oh, that's wonderful. Well,
1: one final question, and this can help all our listeners, not just stroke victims. In chapter 22 of your book, Relentless, you list your pre stroke priorities as one, work, two, work, three, work, four, working out sports, and five, wife and family. And it frees (laughs) me to say that sounds like my own priorities a few years back. Any suggestions on how listeners might go about reordering their? priority without maybe having to suffer a massive stroke <laughs>
2: that. yeah that, that that's an easy uh, an easy answer as uh because if you can just uh, re-prior- reprioritize it uh just op using the opposite <laughs> the, 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 the the lines you'll, you'll get it the right answer <laughs> that's, that's <a> great <laughs> that's just funny. remember the first the first the first priority has to be your wife or your loved one or whatever. No, no matter, no matter what happens, your 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 career or second or third doesn't really matter. The first yeah. pri- priority has to be your your uh, your loved ones.
1: Well, let's talk a little bit about your groundbreaking 2018 book, Relentless. Is your book written primarily for medical professionals or can a lay person like me also benefit from reading it? I know <laughs> I did, so I know the answer to that. But, uh, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, no, I wanted it to be for for people like like me. Um, yeah. you know, if you if you have happened uh, to have a stroke, I mean, go g- you know, if 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 I had, I had I had a situation, so I wanna I wanna share my my uh, my wisdom, uh, my uh, my experience uh, that I did, I uh, did come back from um, from the worst the worst uh, spot of my my life. So it would also uh, be great
1: for your for loved ones and caregivers also that uh, you know understand the process and what what your loved one's going through and uh, how you can
2: yeah, help. Yeah, that's that, that's that's an excellent excellent point is that, you know, you know, I now I'm I'm always uh, was wondering, uh, you know, if if my my ex-wife if she she could uh, read if she could read this, well she actually she she's, she's read it, but I mean, she she could write write her side. Of the uh, of my situation, that would be great for the caregivers. Yeah, uh, I noticed but, uh, she
1: had some sect uh, one section in there where she made some comments on her what she was going through at the time you that, were going through your recovery.
2: That, that's right. I mean, and, and I would say that it's it's as 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 very it's important for for me and what 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 goes through my. is her, her mind, and yeah. what happened to her. And yeah, so you so can't, can't forget that.
1: Well, if there were one primary message you would like readers to take away from your book, what would it be? I think I can guess, but <laughs> why don't you
2: tell me? <laughs> um, let's see. I would say, you know, live happy and healthy and and not only surviving life, but thriving. <laughs>
1: I think I'd, I'd also add the old Winston Churchill quote: "Never give up, never, never, never give up," or something like that. <laughs> you certainly kept <laughs> <that> at it, <laughs> and you achieved tremendous results. Well, where's the best place to go to preview and purchase your inspirational book, Relentless? Um, well, the probably the
2: the, the the best place you can go is uh, www.tedwbaxter.com. W Baxter. Com. That's my website, yeah. and that that will all all my uh, uh my spots you can f- find um to purchase the the book oh, okay. um it's pretty it's pretty much going to be there on uh, amazon has it and barnes and noble but yeah. there it's in, it's in a lot of independent uh, distributors so if you and can, also
1: they can uh, how would they get a hold of that uh piece you wrote that you talked about uh, the seven tips to uh what was the name of that exactly? Seven tips for recovery.
2: Yeah, yeah, the seven. It's um, it's seven keys to recovering from a stroke. Yeah, from a massive stroke. Uh, yeah, it's if you if you look at the bottom of my website, it'll show it'll show that it'll, it'll see uh, that see seven keys to recovering from a stroke is is all, it's going to be there.
1: So oh, okay, that's a great way to obtain it then. So that's Ted W. Baxter. .com is where they should go uh, to learn yep. more about you and uh, preview of that book. Well, yep. in conclusion. WWM. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> you always put <laughs> WWW first. But in today's li- lightning-past 24-7 society, it's easy to see why stroke, often but not always brought on by stress, excessive demands on our time, the wrong set of priorities, and a life out of balance, is a major cause of death and long-term even permanent disability, and none of us wants to die from a massive stroke, not to mention to live the rest of our lives unable to speak, get around, and function on our own. But sadly, so few of us take time out to learn about stroke's causes, warning signs, and most importantly, steps we can take to lessen the probability of suffering one, And what you must do and do fast, God forgive, should you ever feel a stroke coming on. And perhaps like a lot of us, physically fit, globe-trotting financial star Ted Baxter probably considered himself invincible until in April 2005 he wasn't. (laughs) And I highly recommend you preview and purchase his highly inspirational uh, memoir, Relentless, to witness his incredible journey of determination and recovery. I'm sure you'll be inspired and along the way you'll uh, uncover essential facts you need to know before you or a loved one suffers from this terrible disease or, God forbid, you've already had a stroke or a loved one has to help that person recover and rehabilitate, have the patience and persistence to keep at it. And thank you so much, Ted Baxter, for your wonderful, uh, the wonderful work you do as an advocate, author, speaker, and volunteer, and may you be blessed in all that you do. Thank you very much. Well, I bet most of you are acquainted with the law of attraction. For any who are not, in simplest terms, here's what it says. Everything that's coming into your life you are attracting into your life and it's attracted by the virtue of the images you're holding in your mind and you're thinking what you're thinking. In other words, whatever's going on in your mind is what you're attracting. And an obvious corollary, since all of us want to be healthy, wealthy and wise, we only need to set positive life goals, then routinely paint vivid pictures in our minds of the wonderful quality of life that we'll experience. Once our goals become reality, and they will, uh, so is the law of attraction working for you? Well, my next guest, energy healer and wellness coach, Karen Prasner, informs that for so many folks who've tried it, regrettably the answer is no. But here's the good news. Karen assures us that you don't have to wait for what you want and she goes on to tell us that the problem is in the application of the law of attraction because it's always working and remember uh it comes uh, not uh, the law of attraction is neutral it comes not just from pleasant but also from negative thinking so if you think bad thoughts you'll attract bad things into your life but Karen is here to suggest how uh, some tips that can make the law of attraction work for you And here's her qualifications. She's a yoga instructor, energy healer, and wellness coach, owner of Aspen Hill Body and Brain Yoga in Silver Spring, Maryland. That's a suburb of Washington, D.C. She's also host and producer of periodic online summits designed to spread holistic wellness and healing info all around the world. And hello, Karen. Welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age.
3: Hi, Roy. Wow, thanks for that great introduction.
1: Well, since the universal law of attraction always works, why is it for so many of us, myself included, (laughs) who attempt to apply it, nothing ever really changes?
3: That's the $64,000 question, isn't it? (laughs) 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 Oh, you know, there's some people who firmly believe believe it and live by it every day. And there are, are so many people that say it's hogwash. You know, uh, if it were true, I would have won the lottery. And look at, you know, all these problems I have in my life. And, you know, it's 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 a bunch of bull. Um, so one thing you have to realize is that uh, our consciousness is not only our, our, you know, outer consciousness, the yeah. consciousness that we're aware of, yeah. the majority of our consciousness is running in the background. Oh, and we have so good. many old stories running and, uh, and you know, we don't even, we're not even aware of it the majority of the time. But we basically see through filters from our past.
1: Yeah, you and, reveal some and, alarming you know, statistics about our thinking patterns for the typical <laughs> person. What are these thinking patterns? <laughs>
3: Right, right. The majority of our thoughts are negative. I mean, we. I think you say
1: ninety percent are repetitive, and up to eighty percent are negative.
3: <laughs> hmm mm-hmm. I know. We don't want to hear things like that, though, do we? Um, but you know, we can work with we can work with our our, our the other percent. You know, the ten percent, and make that what we want it to be. And it takes time to change our stories, right? Yeah. um they they're so old and and we we used we came up with our ways of interacting with the world to protect ourselves from you know from being hurt or from from perceived dangers and and they worked for Yeah, and in a little the voice past, deep so...
1: inside that uh, formed when we were 5 years old or younger
3: mm-hmm.
1: or maybe mm-hmm. since then keeps telling us not to do this not to do that and not to stick your neck out <laughs>
3: Right, right, and then you know our, our parents and our teachers ingrained in us certain things. You know, yeah. uh, don't don't be this way, or no one will like you, or whatever. And so we we believe it, and it, and don't even think about it anymore.
1: Well, we don't have time to go into extensive detail, but can you please offer our listeners one or two hints, maybe on inspired action, something they could do to. Uh, Suppress and drive out the negative thinking, and replace it with positive mindset of possibilities.
3: hmm mm-hmm. Sure. The first thing you need to do is to focus on your own awareness.
1: Oh bring yeah. Your,
3: bring your thoughts into your awareness because our mind r- runs around. You know, they call it monkey mind. Um, you have to rein it in. I also I, I compare it to, you know, if you have a new puppy and, and you put the puppy on a leash, well, the puppy doesn't understand leash and it runs in every direction you know it's a, a leash there at all so we have to train the puppy so it's the same with the mind we have to train the mind to stay on this leash where we want to focus at this moment in time so you basically need to observe your own mind and when it goes where you don't want it to go you catch it
1: yeah when you start catching there's that old negative thought and where that came mm-hmm. from way back when mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. totally irrelevant right now <laughs> to my circumstances.
3: Right. And start I'm worrying about
1: being aware of that, then uh, you're on the first step toward that.
3: That's right. I'm worrying about the same things over and over and over and I can't stop. Well, we can interrupt a thought and, and over time it can stop. You yeah. know, whether it's like when I, I, I started uh, doing that with myself, um I actually began starting that in in the dream state when I was young and had so many nightmares and I learned hmm. to shake my head as if I was saying no and by doing that it would wake me up. And yeah. so you can do something like even like that in your in your daily life, you know, when some thought comes into your mind you don't want to have it, catch it as soon as you can, you could do something like shake your head okay. or say the word no or not right now or push push it, you know, use your hands and make a an motion like you're pushing it away. Uh not now uh, or ever, <laughs> yeah, well, really. likely it'll pop back in at some time, you know it it takes time, but yes. that's the first step, yeah, um break that break that cycle, it's a habit, it's a habit in your brain, yeah,
1: that mm-hmm. we're probably not even aware of, but now you're saying we can become aware of that, that right, you
3: make, make a make a point, you make a decision, I'm going to watch what I'm thinking and just sit there and and just and just observe it, observe it, yeah. Yeah.
1: So then how do you uh, get these positive thoughts to come in once you've uh, recognized, you know, how do you suppress it? I guess you know where it's coming from. How do you then suppress those negative thoughts?
3: hmm Well... So we don't want to. Uh, sometimes we talk about suppressing, but that you know you don't want to suppress things because that means they're just stashed away somewhere. Yeah, and, that's right. Um, One of our prior yeah.
1: guests told us not to do that. Right, <laughs> right.
3: So, so think of it as you know when we when we expand our consciousness, we're increasing our, the brightness of our consciousness. It's think of it as when you walk into a, a room and the room is 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 dim. How do you how do you get the room to be brighter? You don't turn down the darkness; you turn up the brightness. That's right. So mm -hmm. so focus on replacing whatever thought you don't want. Replace it with another thought. It could be the opposite of what you were just thinking. Just to be simple, you notice if I say, "Oh, there's no way I'll be able to do that," catch it and say, "I can do that. I can do anything," and your energy will change. Your thoughts will change your energy. Thoughts are energy. You can do that or just shift your attention to something that you love to do. You know, uh, imagine yourself instead. I'm out walking on the beach and it's a beautiful day and I feel great and I feel free and the wind is blowing through my hair. And, and you know, that other old thought that was bothering you, well, it's, it's pushed by the wayside for the time being. And you're, you're focusing on something that's changing your energy.
1: Well, here's a great help. You offer a complimentary, inspired action call, and uh, how do uh, how does uh, uh, one of our listeners, if they're interested, how would they uh, line up one of those calls? Because it really sounds something that would be great to get started and um, to assess where you are and where you're where right. you want to go and all that. How do right. they uh, How do they do that?
3: Right. If they want to get on a complimentary call, it you know take about. Twenty thirty minutes, and and really talk about your own specific issue. What you what your challenge is, what you're dealing with, see what what kind of solutions we can come up with. Uh, the best way to to get a, on a call with me is to just send me an email. Now let me tell you my email address, and then I will spell it out because this this kind of rolls off my tongue, but it may not roll off your tongue. My email address is Karen at karenfrasner.com. dot com. So that's K A R E N. That's the easy at, part. <laughs> yeah, that's the easy part. Although Karen is spelled so many ways these days. Yeah, that's true. Karen K A R E N at karenpraysner dot com K A R E N P R E Y S N A R. Oh, that's great. And send me a, send me a message. Let me know how did you how did you find me. Told me, tell me you you, know, you you heard me on Roy's program and, and what you're interested in, and then I will tell me how I can get in touch with you, and um, we'll go from there.
1: That's wonderful. Well, on a somewhat unrelated subject, our prior guest Ted Baxter recounted his rehab from a massive stroke and offered tex, te, uh, tips on survival and recovery. Mm-hmm. And I note uh, on the internet that you serve as a yoga instructor at the Stroke Comeback Center. And as a follow up can you please briefly describe the benefits of yoga in helping stroke victims reclaim energy and regain lost speech memory mobility whatever uh, uh problems they suffer as a uh, following
3: mm-hmm. the stroke Mhm yeah people have a misconception that uh, I can't do yoga I'm not flexible or, or for whatever reason but but um but everybody can do something so, one of the actually the root of body and brain yoga is is in Korea, and the founder began practicing with a stroke victim in a park and through vibration through moving the body enough to create some vibration, it increases circulation and and you can can begin to recover some some flexibility and 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 through circulation um opens up the energy flow, helps reduce pain. So, um, yeah, it's, it, one benefit is the, the the physical benefit, as I just mentioned. Um, the other benefit is for the mind, you know, reducing stress. and you know, let, your, let yourself relax, and, and that also helps your body get back to its more natural healing state. It's oh, our, our mind that interrupts the natural healing process that our bodies were built with.
1: Yeah, I never made that connection, and uh, so if you are a stroke victim or have a loved one who is, I uh, definitely uh, you should look into yoga as a uh, as a possible mm-hmm. benefit. And, uh,
3: mm-hmm. Find the right type. There are many, many, many types. Um, you know, meet with the instructor and see if it is like a good fit for you, because it's not only the the style of yoga that's you know, quite physically demanding and you need to be a pretzel to do it. You know, there's there are many options. But there's something for <laughs> everybody. I don't know everybody. too many pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
1: Well, in conclusion, sadly for so many of us at middle age, life has become an un- 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 uninspiring daily routine. You can't very well sell that. And 90% of you are thinking, Maybe the same old, same old, and up to 80% of those thoughts are negatives about worries, fears, roadblocks, not about possibilities. Maybe you're worried about something you don't even know what you're worried about. It's just something in your mind that uh, keeps holding you back. And if you've ever had one, you've long since abandoned your vision of a better future, marshalling your energy, and using your imagination to become the joyful, purposeful, and enlightened person you were created to be. And my guest, Karen Prasner, reminds us today that your life experience doesn't have to be stuck in the negative. The law of attraction is always working, but are you working with it? And for tips, uh, I highly recommend you uh, get in touch with uh, Karen Prasner and uh, perhaps Send her an email, uh, Karen at karenpraysner dot com, and uh, ask her for one of those uh, to book one of those great complimentary increased inspired action calls, and uh, she'll tell you where you and you two uh, you and her can decide between you where you should go from there. Sounds like a great opportunity. And uh, what do you have to lose with that negative thinking pattern that's been mm-hmm. holding you back for so long? And what do you have to gain? Well, a bright, shining future with you in charge of your thoughts and emotions, attracting into your life all the possibilities that really matter and brightening up the life of family members and loved ones, in fact, of anyone who comes in contact with you. And thanks so much for speaking with us today, Karen Prezner, and best of success in all that you do.
3: Oh, thanks so much, Roy. Thanks for, for what you're doing as well. What a great message to share with everybody.
1: And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Join us on our next podcast when our guests will suggest how to seize and grow your dreams.